Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook, let's dive in. There are many reasons people experience hair loss. I had this happen last August. I got COVID. I got pretty sick for about eight days and it took another week to recover. About six weeks later, my hair started falling out more than normal. I was going through a really stressful time, so I really didn't think about it, but then it didn't stop. And then it started getting worse and my hair got thinner and thinner. It was everywhere. And I talked to a couple of my girlfriends, lamented about how thin my hair was getting. And they were like, oh my gosh, look up post COVID hair loss. Sent me a couple of articles down the rabbit hole. I went and that was probably it. By the time it stopped, I lost about half of my hair. I hated it. How, how bad it looked that I cut my hair to my shoulders to give it some body while I wait for it to grow back. But COVID is not the only reason people lose their hair. They lose it for a variety of reasons. And my friend, Mariana, who is also a former client is joining us today. If you want to hear her story, it is in episode 23. She is a hairstylist and an expert in helping your hair inside and out. Mariana, welcome back to the podcast. Please introduce yourself again and just tell us about yourself and let's dive into hair loss. So my name is Mariana. I live in North Carolina. It is extremely hot here and I'm sure as well as where you are. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. It's just a note that I had to make because we went from like winter to summer. Um, anyways, post COVID hair loss, you said that you've dealt with it. I've dealt with it. A lot of my clients have dealt with it. I'm a hairstylist. I've been doing it for about 15 years and it has been the topic of the salon, not recently, but for, for a bit now. And I just want you to know that you are not the only one I say struggling because it does feel like a struggle when you're so used to having a certain amount of hair. And then all of a sudden, like you said, about half of it's gone. It's a struggle. So you're not alone. And I can't wait to dive deeper into this with you. Um, there's a lot of other things that contribute to hair loss as well as COVID. And we're going to touch on those a little bit later. But yeah, I've been excited to record this one. Yeah, I'm so excited to tackle this topic. Um, when I decided to share that I was experiencing hair loss, so many women and followers reached out and were like, Oh my gosh, me too. But as a health coach, like I've helped, I've had women who, and men who are losing their hair due to thyroid disorders and postpartum hair loss and all of those things. So I actually do want to dive into what are all of the reasons why hair would be thinning, like illness, like COVID kind of brought that to the forefront, but it's a struggle that many people deal with. So I want to, can, let's just talk about that because I feel like so many people feel like they're alone when mm -hmm. really it is something that happens. 
Yeah. So the, the term, the scientific term for hair loss is telogen effluvium. So just a little fun fact there, it's basically temporary hair loss. And what causes it is after you have like a stressful event, a virus, hormone changes, extreme weight loss, your nutri- or your deficient in certain nutrients, different things like that can contribute to this temporary hair loss. And what's happening is after that stressful event, your hair follicles are being pushed into what they call a resting phase. So your hair, there's different parts of your growth cycle. So those hair follicles, they're being pushed into that resting phase, which is causing that excessive fallout. And that can happen, like you were saying, about six weeks after I as well had COVID in August. Mine started in December. So mine took a little bit longer and it can last about three to six months, sometimes up to a year. And you'll notice like there's more hair in your brush. There's more hair in your shower drain. And that can be very overwhelming. But like I said, it there's many different causes to it. And hormone changes, just to recap, weight loss, viruses, pregnancy is a big one. A lot of women after pregnancy will notice that their hair starts thinning. So that kind of coincides with hormone changes, but it's temporary, which is great. That's good news. So eventually the hair will go back to its normal growth cycle and things will start regulating themselves again. But if it continues and you haven't done things like get a blood panel from your doctor, I always say like, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose things. I can recommend things. So I always start with blood panel. Have you had any medication changes? Have you changed your diet? Things like that. And that will give me some answers to direct you in the right direction. Totally. I, um, I remember the, uh, postpartum hair loss because your hair Mm -hmm. gets so full and thick because it doesn't fall out. And then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it all goes poof. Um, and I've had really stressful times where my hair got a little thinner, but I would have to say post COVID, it was crazy because I had hair all over my house. Like there was Mm -hmm. just balls of blonde hair all over the house and in my car, like I would vacuum it out. And then like three days later, there was like clumps of it. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I know that this happens to a lot of women and a lot of men, really. Um, I too second getting, um, a blood panel, um, Mm -hmm. a full hormone panel for men too. We men, we need to know your testosterone. We need to know Mm -hmm. your estrogen, because if you have excess testosterone, it turns into estrogen. And then Mm -hmm. like, we need to know, or do you have, um, you know, nutritional deficiencies? Like we need to know what is going on so that you can get answers. And I love that you share that it's, it can be temporary. Like Mm -hmm. so many people feel like they're doomed and I have seen it where you balance these things out and, you know, clean up your diet and do proper things. And it does start to grow back. People who've been bald, start getting little baby hairs. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy. So I love that you talk about how the fact that it can't, when we address it, whether whatever it is, whether it's post viral or hormonal, that it can grow back. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think it's hard to accept what's happening. And like you were saying, you were finding hair all over the house. And I remember my boyfriend called me one day and he was like, there is hair all over me in my van and you don't even get in my van. And I'm like, 
well, I'm shedding. And it was, like I said, it's traumatic. And when he finally noticed it, I was like, oh, we have a problem. And that's kind of when, like, I remember I had seen something on your story and you had posted something about like zinc, collagen, vitamin D, like all the things. And I like just got onto my, you know, laptop and started Googling things and then reached out to you. And I was like, tell me all your secrets. (laughs) And, um, and so that's when I started kind of like really diving a little bit deeper into it and being like, what do I need to do to reverse this? Because as a hairdresser, your hair is your billboard. Right. And I was like, half of mine's gone. What am I going to do? What if I'm bald? Like that was like all the thoughts that were going through my head. Like my career's ruined and it's not, but (sighs) it can definitely be overwhelming. It's incredibly traumatic. No matter what the reason is, when you see your hair falling out and you see it getting visibly thinner, it's Mm -hmm. scary. It like drains your self-esteem. Like there's a lot of mental stuff that happens along with the physical. And it's, it's just really hard. I was in tears. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. When I had worked so hard to grow my hair out and I had to cut it to above my shoulders because that's when I was like, okay, now it like has some lift. Cause I have fine hair. I've just always had a lot of it. Yeah. And so I, then the fact that I had fine hair and it was thin, I was like, it was, it was devastating really. Yeah, totally. And I had a lot of, of my clients come in and they were like, what do I do? What, what can I do? And I know that a lot of times people with finer hair are afraid of like texture, but if it's done the right way, then that can really give the appearance and the illusion of volume. So like I had to get creative in where I placed layers and how I cut hair to create that illusion of more volume. So it it didn't challenge me as a hairstylist, but it let me kind of work outside my box a little bit, which was really nice. Well, it's great to have hairstylists who know what even the tricks of the trade are Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, So, you know, if you're out there experiencing this, then, you know, maybe there's some buzzwords that she said in there that you can bring to your hairstylist. And if you're in North Carolina, look up Mariana, uh, because she will make sure you're taken care of. So let's get to the good stuff. We know that hair falls out. We talked about the medical side of it, which neither one of us are doctors. So, you know, definitely talk to your medical practitioner about that. We're a big fan of naturopathic doctors. Um, so what I found in my research, cause I also dived into a ton of it and I'd already known this because again, I've worked with people, but I was like, when it's personal, like you, you're like, I need a refresher on this. Mm-hmm. And so what I found that really impact hair growth nutritionally. Mm-hmm. We're making sure that you had vitamin A's, D and E, which are fat soluble nutrients, yep. B vitamins. Everybody's like, Oh, biotin this biotin that, but you actually need biotin folate and B12. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't like mega dosing on any one vitamin ever. <laughs> um, yeah, yep. but a lot of those like hair vitamins that are specific for hair growth are like, 1200 milligrams, you know, Mm -hmm. 2000 milligrams of biotin. And I'm like, but you need other things. So I'm just kind of getting on my soapbox there. Um, making sure you're getting sufficient amounts of protein. I actually have had clients that were very strict vegan and low protein vegan that had hair loss. The hair started turning gray and started getting really thin. It started breaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so making sure you're getting plenty of protein and then omega three fatty acids. And what I found surprising was iron. 
Like Mm -hmm. I never thought about iron and hair. You think about iron and anemia, which I've always been anemic most of my life. I'm not anymore. I just found out a few months ago and I was really excited. Um, but, had to celebrate, right? Yeah, I had to celebrate. I'm like, wow, I'm not anemic for like the first time in my life. I mean, I don't get blood work done all that frequently. Yeah. Um, but the last time I did, I think was, um, oh gosh, maybe five, six years ago. And I was like right on the cusp of being anemic yeah. and now I'm not. So that's fun. That's but awesome. do you have anything? I to say one thing real quick to touch yeah. on um, the iron thing. So I have a highlight bubble on my Instagram hair page and I call it hair food. So I have been, and I know that you've liked a lot of these, but I've been putting like different foods and what they do for like this hair loss. And I'm going to reference back real quick. And so at one time I posted about spinach and it's a great base or a great plant-based source of iron, which is essential for hair growth. Um, and what iron does is it helps red blood cells carry oxygen throughout the body to fuel your metabolism, which aids in growth and repair. Yes. So super fun hair food fact. I've kind of gotten a little bit nerdy with that. And it, it stemmed from what I was going through and I was doing all the things like what foods can I eat? What vitamins can I take? And yeah. so, yeah, on my highlight bubble hair foods at my stylist underscore Mariana is my IG profile if you want to take a peek, but yeah. And I'll post that in the show notes. I'll make sure that everybody can connect with you yep. for sure. Perfect. Okay. So food number one we're talking about is iron. And it's yep. the fact that, um, y- your, your hair needs oxygen to grow, which who knew you're like, Oh, it's dead protein. Like I never yep. really thought about what goes into hair growth. Right. Like I know that you tug on it, like brushing your hair is good. Right. That's the things you learn in Cosmo when you're like 13, yeah. um, you know, and, but you like, don't think about iron being associated with hair growth. So that's, that's really cool. And I think that a lot of people tend to run anemic. And so getting a full, uh, like ferritin levels is a big one, not just blood iron levels, but your ferritin levels, which are your stores is really Mm -hmm. important. So the next one I do want to talk about, which is another one that I don't think of, and it's vitamin A. And like, I always, the only thing I knew about it growing up was that if you had too much, it'd make you really sick. But it turns out it's really actually hard to get too much. Um, And then I learned about it in relation to the immune system and how essential it is for the immune system to function properly. And again, most people are deficient in it. Many viruses deplete it. But what I learned about vitamin A is it promotes cell growth and it helps your scalp produce. I don't know how I'm probably not going to say this correctly because I've never heard it said, but sebum. Mm -hmm. Sebum. Yep. It's like an oil. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. And then it's, it will slow down hair loss when you have sufficient amounts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like what I learned about. It. And I was like, that's really cool. Yep. Yep. I don't know too much about vitamin A. It's not one that I've looked into. Like I definitely take the B. I get my B12 shot every month. Vitamin D, I've upped my protein. Like we touched on that, you know, yeah. the iron, lots of leafy greens, all that good stuff. So vitamin A, that's going to be your wheelhouse, not mine, but I've all got right. some other ones that I can get. Or I have, well, how, how about you take the lead on the next one? Okay. So I have another hair food of the week. Again, like I said, I found I ways to it. incorporate like my health journey because I'm also a personal trainer. So like, I just believe in making people feel good and look good from the inside out. Um, so my next one is going to be eggs, which is a hair food of the week I chose. And 
Along with protein, eggs are filled with powerful vitamins and minerals, specifically eggs are rich in biotin and other B complex vitamins, which strengthen the root of your hair to help reduce, reduce hair loss. Yes. Uh, cannot stress enough about protein. So no. your hair is protein, right? Mm-hmm. And it's keratin. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's probably other stuff I don't know, Um, but uh, it's an important building block for your hair. And if you don't get sufficient amounts, it does grow slower and weaker. So uh, what's a good rule of thumb for the amount of protein a person should get, should eat as a personal trainer? I've heard it's like a, uh, it's like a gram per pound. Um, But what, what do you say about that? So I'm not a nutrition certified personal trainer, so I can't speak a ton on that just because I haven't done those studies, but I will say that it is different for every person. Mm -hmm. No one person's diet is going to look the same. What works for me isn't going to work for you. So the whole one pound thing, I've heard that that from some trainers, they believe in it. Some trainers, they don't. Right. But I would say definitely find somebody that's nutrition certified and can dive deeper and like spelling out your macros for you and giving you specifics of like for your body type based off of your basal metabolic rate, things like that. It's going to by doing all that with your trainer, it's going to give you a roadmap of a better understanding of how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat, all those fun things. Yeah. Um, I do macros for my clients as well. And it does it. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, but a general rule of thumb is don't go under 80 grams. Yeah. (laughs) Like like 40 is just enough to not die. Like there was like, that's the RDA is 40. Well, that's just enough for you to not die. That's not enough for you to thrive. What I've seen in a lot of literature and in every doctor I work with is a minimum of 80 grams and you go up from there, depending on physical activity, you know, height, all of that stuff. I'm five, one, and I'm around, I'm pretty active. So I'm around a hundred to 110 grams per day. And that's when I feel my best. I was just going to say that based off of my macros and my trainer, well, my nutrition coach, she, aside from Marion, cause you are also my nutrition <laughs> coach, but somebody that like spelled out, you know, my macros based on my training and rest days on my training days, I'm like at 125 grams of protein and I'm 411 weigh about 112 pounds, but you, your body needs that fuel just like your hair needs that fuel in order to do what it needs to do and be its best. Yes. So that is one thing I do want to stress is like, if you're like, I don't know where to start, like, am I getting enough, you know, reach out to either me or another, maybe a trainer that's nutritionally certified or someone else who is well versed in macros and health and very health focused and we'll go beyond just a a prescription for everybody, but actually look at you and your unique situation. I think that's really important. I agree. And I find that in the training world, um, and I'm sure you find this in your world as well, that a lot of people under eat mm -hmm. and they're not getting the nutrients that they need to even like basically function. So a lot of people are tired. They have hair loss, different things like that, because they're not fueling and replenishing and doing all the things. And so I feel like that's a really great place to start even is just like doing a food journal or a food diary and saying, okay, like, what am I eating? 
how much of it am I eating? And then you can go into your, you know, health coach or your trainer that's nutritional, nutritionally certified and dive deeper. Yes. So I completely yeah. agree. I constantly battle the under eaters. They're like, yeah. I need to lose weight. So I'm going to eat 1400 calories. I'm like, you are five, seven and you're working out eight hours a week. That is not enough calories. Yeah. Like you're actually going to probably gain weight and get puffy. And they're like, Oh, I am. I'm like, I bet let's increase that by 400 calories and come back yeah. to me in two weeks. Yep. I will tell you when I increased everything across the board, that's when I saw the most fat loss, the most muscle growth. And what's interesting is so we, for so long as men and women have it ingrained in our minds that, you know, don't eat, don't eat. And we see these models that for so long were so skinny. And what I love now is that people are preaching like no fad diets, no diet pills. And those were big when I was younger. And the fact that I can actually eat and not feel like I'm starving all the time and see results is huge, huge. Huge. I know. I remember when I was working out with a trainer and he put me on 1200 calories a day and then he left that gym and I worked, started working with another one and he put all my information into this really fancy app on the calculator. And he was like, you need to increase your calories by 550 per day on your rest days. And yeah. I want you to increase it 750 on your workout day. So I was between 1750 and 1950 a day. And I yeah. had, not only did I feel better, my mood improved. I was not a meanie anymore. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to cuss. This is a clean podcast a here, clean but clean podcast. I was a B word a lot of the time. Cause I was just so hungry and I, I'm not good hungry. No, me um, neither. And I was actually able to maintain my weight that I had worked so hard to lose, but I was actually gaining because I was starving. So I was able yeah. to like get to a healthy weight, maintain it easily and be in a good mood. And yep. then of course my skin glowed and yep. my hair, you know, you don't see the results of your hair right away, but I can say that I've been on this journey for, oh gosh, 14 years. And like, I have great hair up until COVID, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> now, but I'm, I have to say, I have like, I went to my stylist and I got colored a few weeks ago and he was like, you have hairs that like a million. He's like, I did not realize how bad your hair loss was. You have so many hairs that are like three inches long. Some of them are five. He's like, your hair's all over the place. And I was yeah. like, I told you I lost half of my hair. There's like a big puff on the back of my head. Every time I would do a ponytail, it's like a bunch of hairs just stick out. Like the top of my head, I just lost a ton. It's really funny looking. And I just kind of have to accept that. I you just, just be, have grateful, to embrace- be grateful. It's growing in. Exactly. Exactly. So I know that you said you had had some hair loss, like back, you know, when you were dealing with like nutrient deficiencies. And when I first worked with you, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I did notice some deficiencies. And that's when I had, you know, the H. pylori and all that stuff. And I think I had gone to Robin Hood where I go for like my functional medicine and all of that. And I was deficient in B12, vitamin D. And so once I got on like a therapeutic dose of vitamin D, and then I also started doing my B12 shots 
and actually able to eat again. Cause I did that low FODMAP diet for so long when they were trying to figure out like what was wrong with me. I hate that diet. I just have to throw that out there really quick. I hate that diet. It's terrible. Don't follow it. No, it's, it's, I mean, it probably serves its purpose in some. So the therapeutic use is a 21 day elimination diet to find your food sensitivity. So you can eliminate them. But so many people, practitioners put people on it as a lifestyle and it does. I was on it for so long. I know it's so bad. So I'm actually going to do a podcast on that in July. So if you're like offended right now, just, I have, I have stats and I have information for you. Just wait. I I got, I got it covered, but all right, go back. Sorry. (laughs) So, so yeah, when I did like my blood work, like we were saying, and then started eating right, I noticed that like, I didn't feel thin and anymore. But like you said, COVID by far has been the worst, like the worst of the worst. I could deal with that little bit of hair loss. This, like, I got so obsessive that like, I check my shower drain now and I'm like, yes, it's less. And I'll like put it on the wall and be like, okay, we kind of maybe got five hairs instead of 15 hairs. That was actually how I was tracking my hair loss was in the shower and how much was on the wall because it went from like five or six to like, Oh, it felt like a hundred. Like it was just like coated because women do this guys who are listening, women do this because if you just let it fall down the drain, then you have to pull the hair, big hair plug out and it's moldy and gross and smells. So we put it on the wall drain snake and go in with the drain snake. And that is a nasty, so nasty. So what we do is when we're washing our hair, we put it on the wall and then we clean it off (laughs) after, but it's also a great way to track if your hair stops falling out, you know, twofold, twofold. All right. So you talked about vitamin D let's talk about that. So vitamin D is an actual hormone that affects every function in the body, every single function. Most Americans are deficient in it because we work inside. We're terrified of the sun. We wear sunscreen Mm -hmm. all day, every day. And, you know, and then also if you're cholesterol deficient, you're not going to absorb vitamin D from the sun. So it doesn't matter if you're out in the sun, if you don't have enough cholesterol in your skin, then you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun Um, fact. So, um, you know, again, that goes under eating affects so many different processes, right? So the role that vitamin D plays is in the creation of hair follicles. Mm -hmm. Hair follicles are these tiny little pores where hair grows out of. And yep. new follicles to like maintain their thickness and it prevents hair from falling out prematurely. Mm-hmm. So like, it's crazy. Cause again, you don't think about vitamin D in your hair, but it literally plays a role in the creation of new hair follicles. So if you're deficient, yeah. your hair is going to get thinner. It's going to break. It's going to fall out. So, um, I do know that like one of the symptoms, and this one's for men specifically, is, is if your scalp is constantly sweating and really oily, that's actually mm-hmm. a sign of vitamin D deficiency. And I'm oh. sure women, we don't really notice it as much because we have hair, but right. you know, if your hair is getting greasy or you find it sweating and things like that, where it like falls flat a lot, then that's another thing. But for men specifically, it's just more pronounced because you guys have shorter hair typically, yeah. or not very like you shave it off or whatever. So if your head is really sweaty and like greasy, that's actually a sign. So fun fact there. That is very fun. And I didn't know that. <laughs> and now I'm glad that I can use that because yeah. I have some clients that will come in and they'll be like, I've tried everything I've tried, you know, clarifying shampoo. I've basically used on dish soap on my hair, which don't use on dish soap yeah, on don't. your hair, yeah. like something to strip oil out. And 
like I'm like I'm at a loss because I've recommended all the good stuff and I'm like you're still finding that your hair is you know going flat you're excessively oily so I'm gonna keep that in my toolbox there you go happy to help I love it (laughs) all right so let's talk about vitamin e again another one that we don't think of we know that it helps with skin right like I feel like vitamin e is one especially I feel like it becomes more pronounced when you're pregnant because you're like stretch marks and you want to prevent them. And so everybody's like all the lotions have vitamin E in them and all this stuff, but it actually helps with hair growth as well. Plus preventing hair loss. They don't know the exact mechanism, which I think is kind of funny. Um, but but they think, which I think is really interesting that it's Mm -hmm. the same mechanism that prevents heart problems. So vitamin E deficiency can actually lead to heart problems. Another thing that I learned in this whole journey, which is crazy, right? Yeah but it helps with the growth of the capillaries, which is the circulation, which is where the iron comes in. So you can see how these all work together. Like you can't just take an iron pill and a vitamin E pill and all these things like, and this is where I think I love your food of the week post because like food has all kinds of nutrients in it. And so a healthy balanced diet, you know, dark leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, some fruit in there, we get some, you know, beef and some liver. And I'm going to, I'm on a, like a organ meat, like thing right now. I'm going to be making pate in a couple of days. I don't even know what that is. What is that? liver that's flavored with like wine or vinegar and garlic and all these things. And I know it's, I've never had liver. I'm not going to knock it. I wish I lived Close because I would totally try it. Okay. Well, when you come out and visit, then I'll have to. I know I need to clean that trip. So So apparently, what happens is okay, so liver is nature's multivitamin. And everywhere else in the world, including America, up until, you know, recently, you ate the entire animal. And liver was like the most prized possession because it is so. It's nature's multivitamin. It literally gives you everything you need in a bioavailable form. Everything. Okay. And it has a really sandy texture. Okay. And the first time you eat it, it's super gross. And that, but if you can just tough it out for a couple of days, you find that it's like the most delicious thing on the planet and you crave it. And pate is nice because there's like creamy stuff in there. I'm going to use bacon grease and lard. I know everybody's like, oh my God, Marion, you're going to get so fat. I promise I'm not. Um, <laughs> and you know, but then you put garlic in there and you're going to put some rosemary in there. And there's going to be some vinegar in there to kind of help offset the, all the stuff. The, the taste. Right. Okay. And, um, so pate is a really great way to kind of get, start getting that into your diet. Um, okay. I have a question. Yes. Um, so, and this is probably, you're probably going to say, no, it's nothing similar, but I cruise through the grocery store and Michael likes niece's niece's sausage, which is like local to North Carolina. I'm pretty sure I've only lived here for four years, but I had never seen it before. And they have liver pudding. Yeah. What is liver pudding? Is it similar? Do you get I have absolutely same? no idea? I'm okay. assuming, I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, I'm like, should so, I Google yeah. liver like pudding? I used to, yeah, you should totally Google it right now. So okay, when my daughter it. was little, I used to, our local grocery health store used to sell liverwurst. Which oh yeah. Is, I had a friend in oh. elementary school that ate that. Yes. So I gave that to her. That was actually one of the first foods, one of the first meats that I gave her because it dissolved in her mouth. It was super soft. She couldn't choke on it and it was liver. Okay. And I was kind of following the Weston A. Price method of feeding babies with her. Again, this is all stuff I, I, I'm going to guys just keep staying, follow me through the podcast. I got so much coming because yeah, there's, there's so much there. Anyways, it's delicious. It's a really easy way to get it in. It's super salty. (laughs) So if you love savory 
you will like liverwurst. There's different brands. So you might have to try a couple different brands to find the ones that you like. I had to as well. I had to find one that didn't use dairy, but used lard because I can't have dairy. Right. But it has everything that you need. And, um, it's definitely one of those foods that like, if you're like, what is one thing that's going to give me the most bang for my buck? It's eggs and liver, like those eggs, are like and the, liver. eggs and liver are like the two most bang for your buck. Of course, start. I'm a big fan of dark leafy greens. I would say if we could pick three, that's, those are the three. Yeah. And what stinks is I can't eat eggs. I'm egg intolerant I and I love them. So the liver is so great hard. for you. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm going to have to get on this liver trend. So I looked up what liver pudding is and it says it's a favorite classic Southern dish. It's made from pig liver, head parts, cornmeal, and spiced with sage, salt, and pepper. And it's a good substitute for breakfast sausage. I think you should try it and let us know how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Oh no, my gosh, I'm going to do it. Do I'm it, do, do it, do it, and do it live. I want to see I, I will. I'm, and you can use my video. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm always willing to try new things. Like you know, I, if yeah. I don't like it, I won't eat it again. Exactly. I agree. I'm the same way. I try everything. All right. So let's talk about biotin. Cause this is like the yeah. big one. So, but I yeah. don't want to talk about it in isolation because it doesn't work in isolation. So B vitamins, a really good high quality B complex in addition to a multi is what I've been doing. So I, I'm still in my, um, years where I could have children. So I've just take a prenatal, even though I don't plan on having any more kids. Right. Should I be taking one? I I recommend it. I'm not planning on having kids, but it's not going to hurt me. Right. No. Okay. Um, That's just what I do. Like, I just, I did so much research into it and it's like, if you, if you do get pregnant, you need to make sure you have the nutrients that you need. Like Mm -hmm. I'm single. I might get married again. We might want to have a baby. Like I don't want to be nutrient depleted. Right. Because babies already take so much out of you that they'll just keep taking. And then you're left with nothing when they're born. Right. right? You're the host. You're the one, you're the one that's feeding them. So that's just something that I believe is really important based on my own research. But I have to say when I was a teenager, and again, this is before all my food sensitivity and stuff, my nails were always cracked. My hair was this dishwater gray, like it was mm-hmm. always flat and oily and all those things that we complain about. And I took a biotin like hair, like it was a hair and nail vitamin, the cheapest of the cheap, right? You know, teenager, yep. you buy it off the shelf yep. and it worked like my nails got thicker. My hair got a better texture. I was out in the sun without sunscreen because that was the time of my life. I actually still don't wear sunscreen, but I was at I the lake every day. And like, you know, like it was like summer after senior year. So it was like every day out in the sun and now everybody's cool. Cause we live in Phoenix and like, I got healthier and I started eating cleaner my senior year and stuff too. Yeah. Okay. But biotin is known and has been shown in research over and over again to promote hair growth. What do you know about it? I don't know a whole ton about it again, because I have to walk this fine line. Like I can recommend it, but I can't go in and say too much about it because of the fact that I'm not now. I feel like I can say a little bit more now that I am a personal trainer and I have a little bit of a background. Well, I I can talk about it. So yes, you, 
You can right. talk about it. All I right. know that I recommend it and it's in a lot of shampoos and different things on the market and it does help promote hair growth and things like that. I just don't know like the medical side of it. All right. So it interacts with the cell enzymes, which produce the amino acids. Okay. So this is where it works together with protein for hair growth and hair quality. It helps prevent hair loss. So then you add vitamins B6, B12 and folate into it, which help create red blood cells. And so they carry oxygen and nutrients. Um, If you do not have enough B vitamins, the cells can literally starve. So that's when your hair starts shedding, growing Mm -hmm. slower and breaking. So I know people, I've had clients that when we came together, they could never grow their hair past like their collarbone. It would just break. It just could not grow. So then we changed their diet. I get them eating more protein. We had, you know, I, I recommend they get their nutrient, their nutrient levels tested. Mm-hmm. Right. So they go and I'm like, Hey, this would be a really good idea. You know, here's some doctors that I recommend they go and yeah. get it done. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm deficient in all these things. So, you know, the doctor takes care of that. I help them navigate eating a, what a healthy diet looks like yep. navigating what works for them. And then all of a sudden their hair in a year is like six inches longer. Yep. You know, cause it stopped breaking and all of that. So I do know that there's like all of these work together. And again, they, you, as you can see, none of them work in isolation. You can't just pop a biotin pill and expect your hair to grow. I mean, it'll help for sure, but you can't do just one everything. Well, that's like to touch on my vitamin D supplement for so long, I was taking just vitamin D supplements. Like when I first was like, I'm going to say diagnosed, but told that I was deficient but then I found out that I needed a K to bind with it. Right. And, and magnesium so, and calcium, yep. <laughs> like all the things, all the things. Then it goes right back to a healthy diet yep. and holistic supplementation. I mean, yep. I do take a separate vitamin D so I can get a high enough dose. Yep. Right. Cause there's only like yep. a thousand in a, in a, like a multivitamin. Right. Um, I do take a vitamin D with a K2 with it yep. because again, yep. my multivitamin doesn't have K2 in it because that's not like a standard in a multivitamin yep. thing. And again, you guys do all of you, the, all this stuff, you can Google it and it comes up in, on the first page. Like yeah, none oh, yeah. of this is like out there. It's not like woo woo. There's tons of studies. I was on NIH and NC whatever. I can't like, I totally blanking on all the, the letters, but like, it's not hard to find. Right. No, you don't have to dig and go down like a rabbit hole to find this information. Um, and that's another thing too, is like just educating yourself is a good place to start. And And this podcast is a great place to start. 100%. And that's what I was just going to say. Like, I am so excited to share this with my clients and just let them listen because there's actually a number of clients that I've referred to you. And I don't know if any of them have ever reached out because of the fact that they're like, what's this hocus pocus stuff that Mariana's talking about. But like, I'm proof. Like I was miserable y'all when I first started working with Marion, like crying for hours. And I think that's how our relationship got so strong was because you were my outlet. And so I believe in what you have guided me through. And so I'm like, call Marion. Like, I can't give you the, 
you know, scientific, you've done a lot more, you know, training than I have. I can give you the basis of like, here's what you need to do, but now you need to take what I've given you and dive deeper. Yes. And I'm that way too. I'll, I'm going to give you the tools and the starting point and point you in the right direction, but I never want you to just trust my word. I want you to dig deeper and I yeah. want you to find what resonates with you because I'm constantly diving deeper. I'm yep. constantly learning. I I'm, I'm always like science, nutrition science is in its infancy and stuff is coming out all of the time. And it is so, so cool. And I love, you know, and I never, I don't jump on fad diets. I'm really, really against them. Uh, And every diet has its place for the most part. Yes. Um, you know, I specialize in therapeutic diets. And so I research like the carnivore diets, like the newest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so like I am researching, I want to know the science behind these things. And I, but what I have found at the end of the day, and this is what I teach in my framework is that no matter what different diets are out there, the foundation's the same. Mm-hmm. And you yep. get that foundation going and it becomes your baseline. Then we can tweak it for what's going on in your life. But then you have to come back to the baseline. Right. You know, because again, like we talked about with FODMAPs, like it is a tool in the toolbox. It's a therapeutic diet, but it's so nutrient depleted and it's a band aid. It doesn't actually fix food can do a lot, but it can't do everything, but it's the foundation. Yep. You know, um, FODMAPs is used a lot with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and managing symptoms. And to me, that's just lazy doctoring because the research is extremely solid on that food cannot manage it. You know, food alone cannot remove mold from the body. It can help limit what's coming in. It can support your liver to detox it out. It can help make sure your bowels are moving, but Mm -hmm. it cannot bind to mold the way that bentonite clay does. It cannot kill a fungus the way a fungal enzyme can. Right. You know, so like it's the foundation and same with your hair, you guys, like there might be other stuff going on, but you got to get your food right first. Cause your yep. food is going to lay the foundation for your thyroid medicine working better. It's going to lay the foundation for your hormones to help rebalance. And yep. there's different tools and modalities to help them rebalance in addition to food. But if your food's off it, you can spend $500 a month on sop- supplements and you're not going to get better. Your hair qual- it might improve, but my hair was dishwater gray until I eliminated gluten. And then it turned medium Brown. My hairstylist was like, you were here. And I'm pointing, you can't see on the level. Yeah. I was on the levels. Cause there's levels. She's like, you were yep. here and now you're here. And I was like two rows down and in the middle versus like dishwater, like it's yep. called ash blonde and it's super in style right now. And I'm like, why couldn't ash blonde have been in style when I was a kid? Cause Same, now that's I have this like medium that natural too. Yeah. It's like that mousy dishwater blonde. And I was like, I cannot wait till I can like add something to this. And then like all of a sudden through COVID, I just like embraced it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this is trendy now. Yeah. Um, and now like Haley Bieber's doing like the mushroom brown and all that stuff. I know. And, and I was like, oh, why couldn't that have been so? Because now my hair literally changed colors because I got my, I was able to start absorbing nutrients. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing too. I had uh, a friend who had COVID. She had a super mild. She was sick for like a day and a half. She took a couple of naps and she was fine. I she started losing her. her. I know. She started losing her hair and then her hair texture completely changed. She was losing her curls. Like interesting. It's so crazy. Did she have a high fever when she was sick? No, no. Cause usually like high fever is one of the big things. Right. 
And like, you know, I, we're not going to know the mechanism behind COVID. I know that the protein spike on it attaches to your reproductive organs. The spike protein is plentiful. So I know that like from what I've read in research and my understanding of the hours and hours of lectures that I've listened to is that it does like, because of the spike protein, it does something with your reproductive organs. So like, I always thought it was because I was severely sick, but then I had a lady in church the other day. She was like, yeah, it was like a cold and I'm losing half of my hair, but I have so much hair that I'm grateful. And I'm like, can I have some of that back? Like, yeah. I'll take your hair. Um, it's interesting that you say, and this is kind of a little bit off topic, but like the whole reproductive things, because I felt like since COVID, I actually just reached out to a doctor in Danville, Virginia, that specializes in hormone stuff, because like, I feel like my cycle ever since COVID has come three days early every month and just things are not, I like, I feel like things aren't balanced. So it's very interesting that you say that. If you do some research, you'll find that that's super common too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My cycle was off for about four months post COVID. Interesting. It has been rebalancing. I have also read, and again, this is completely off topic, but I've read that adrenal fatigue, which is what I'm dealing with right yeah. now yeah. has also been linked to post COVID like it, whatever it does. Cause it's so stressful or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was already in the midst of an extremely stressful situation. So it's like, they probably just ag- like added to it yeah. type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that that was super interesting because I did look up and it was like totally a thing. And it like takes a year to recover, which adrenal fatigue usually does. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I think the point is like, first of all, like post COVID hair loss is extremely traumatic. Yes. (laughs) Like losing half of your hair is extremely traumatic, but also, you know, people with Hashis or hypothyroid, especially women on the top of their heads, just like men kind of start getting bald. A lot of women do too. And again, we talked about the oily hair that no matter Mm -hmm. what they do can be linked to vitamin D deficiency and things like that. And so if you're like, you guys, what is this whole naturopathic doctor thing? Let me look up the episode really quick. I had a fantastic, uh, interview with a doctor of mine, Dr. Carolyn stone. It is episode number it's episode number 15. So if you want to go back and be like, what is this whole naturopathic doctor integrative thing? What do they do differently than my doctor? Um, that is a great episode for you to listen to. Um, you know, Mariana came to me after visiting with a naturopathic doctor and getting her diagnosis. And, um, you know, it's just, it it was just, it takes a team to get better. Just like it doesn't take just biotin or anything like that. All these nutrients work in a symbiotic relationship. So to review, because there was a lot packed into this interview, the nutrients that we talked about were vitamins, A, D, and E then B vitamins, biotin, folate, and B12. We talked about getting sufficient amounts of protein and that does look different for everybody. So please, you know, talk with a qualified professional that can be me, that can be your doctor, that can be a nutritionally certified personal trainer. And then, um, iron and the role that that plays like, and you can see that these, none of them you would think would be related to hair other than biotin, but they all play a really important role in your hair health, which really is overall health. Yeah, absolutely. And reminder that it is temporary. (laughs) That is a huge thing. Um, So it's not permanent. It should, I would say 
within three to six months, most of the time you'll start seeing a shift. And then within a year, like, I mean, my hair is really long. So obviously as my hair starts regrowing, like it's going to take a long time for it to get to where I'm feeling like my ponytail is as full as it used to be, but I'm not willing to cut my hair. Sorry. I don't like short hair on myself. Love it on other people. So there are totally ways that you can make your hair super cute. Like the, you know, a swing bob is in right now, like textured, like between the shoulders and the chin, like super cute. I don't like it on me. I love cutting them on other people. Yeah. I, um, I, I cried cutting my hair. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I had short hair all through like my twenties and all of that. Um, but then I just decided I wanted long hair and I love the way it looks on me. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was devastating. It is growing very quickly before we wrap up. I was like, we're wrapping up and I completely forgot. I wanted to talk about topical treatments. I feel like Yes. That is a thing that people are like, what can I do? Should I do these shampoos? What about these conditioners? What about this? I've been using a product that I found. Um, actually they reached out to me to see if I wanted to be an influencer. And I was like, I don't do that. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> Sorry, I start putting their not- stuff because now I, now I do, I need it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit as a hairstylist you know, what is your experience? Are there any brands that you maybe like more than others? I can talk about the company that I found and I use, and I feel like it works. Um, but let's talk about that. Yeah. So I definitely, like I was saying earlier, there are some shampoos that have, you know, biotin in them. There's different things that contribute to having a healthy scalp and, you know, they've make detox shampoos so really like cleansing out that hair follicle and then like replenishing it with good stuff. So there is um, like systems that you can get to where like they've got, you know, the shampoo, the conditioner, the scalp spray, the scalp oil. I tried one of those. I wasn't a huge fan of like the whole system. So then my friend who owns a salon, she started carrying Orbay And there's a new shampoo that I have in my shower. I don't even know the name of it because I just saw like hair loss, like, and was like, I'm buying it. And I spent $107 for this shampoo and this conditioner. It's called Hair Alchemy. It's in a really beautiful yellow bottle. So that also grabbed my attention because who doesn't love pretty packaging? It's true. Um, And basically what this is supposed to do is it's like supposed to help reinforce that hair follicle. And it comes with a serum as well. And right now, so perfect example of, that this stuff does work. She ordered 15 of these and they were able to send her three because there's such high demand for it. Wow. So that's the one I'm using the hair alchemy, really pretty bottle or bay. Um, I'm also taking grand gummies, the hair gummies. Um, and like we were talking earlier, they have different vitamins and stuff in them, but a lot of times that's not enough and you need to go ahead and pair that with your diet. And also, Like I'm on, as well as I think you said, a therapeutic dose of vitamin D as well. Mm -hmm. So it's important to get those blood levels because it's not a one thing fits all or a one size fits all. What works for me again is not going to work for you, vice versa. So you have to find what works for you and it might take some time. You might have to do, like we were saying, some research, but once you find out what is working, 
it's going to be smooth sailing. Amen. I use Vega more. Um, I do not use the whole system. I just bought their grow serum. And what I really wanted when I was looking into these systems was one that I would not have to be on for life. Yeah. And Vega more, you know, they really say three to four months is all you need. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, and then, you know, and they had reviews after reviews after reviews. And like mm-hmm. people, like what happens is sometimes with certain systems, like my grandma uses nioxin. Uh-huh. Um, yep. And the thing is, is once you start it, you can't stop. She stopped it right. for a while uh, because of surgery, I think. And her hair started falling out like crazy. And she was like, Nope, I'm using it again. And I did not want that. I'm like, I don't want to like, I'm like, I'm in my thirties, I'm going to be coloring my hair. Like I'm going to be doing all these things. I don't need to be married to one system. So that was really important to me. And so I do think that if you are struggling with hair loss, whatever the root cause is, Mm -hmm. and you're considering a topical system, talk to your hairstylist, you know, and if they don't know, ask them who they knew, they they're going to know somebody who knows more than them, Yep, you know, and you can call these companies. Go ahead. I was going to say, do not use Rogaine, right? Rogaine. <laughs> is the one that, yes. Don't use Rogaine. Please don't. Please don't. It's again, like what you were saying is once you start using it, like you, you're committed, you're yeah. married to it. So don't use that. Do the research, talk to your hairstylist. There's a ton on the market. You know, they've got vegan ones. They've got cruelty-free ones. They've got Probably one for, I mean, obviously we all have thinning hair if we're dealing with hair loss, but if you're got coarser texture, finer tech, like there's different things for different people, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I love that saying. Me too. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast again and for sharing your expertise and just dialoguing with me about what works for hair. And, you know, I love that you do come from like, you were sick and you were experiencing like hair problems. And then Mm -hmm. you saw the change in not only changing your diet, you know, in changing your diet, but then now as a hairstylist, you know, I mean, you've been hairstylist this whole time, but like the post COVID era has been really interesting for hair loss. Cause I feel like it's on such a grander scale And it's really come to the forefront. And luckily we are in a time when there's a lot of options out there, but diet is the foundation and it'll make the hair product work better and more effectively, you know, and then obviously getting a good haircut is going to be super important. And if you do want to connect with Mariana, I will have links to her Instagram and you can DM her through that. And if you're in North Carolina, it might be worth the drive to see a good hairstylist and a personal trainer. Absolutely. I love meeting new people. I love getting people from all over. I have people that drive for me, drive to me from like two to four hours away just to, because once you find a good hairstylist, it's hard to leave a good hairstylist. I was just going to say that when my hairstylist moved back, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago, I like it it was legit like a breakup. I was so sad because finding a good hairstylist is hard and my hair got ruined plenty of times before I found another good one. So, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I think, like I said, you know, if somebody, and that's the thing is like, I'm not just a hairstylist that's going to just push product on you. Like we're going to find what's going on. And if there's other solutions, like, yes, of course, like you need to be on a good shampoo and conditioner, 
I could do a whole topic on drugstore verse, like not, I call it over the counter verse professional. Um, but there is so much more that goes into the big picture. Well, thank you again, Mariana. You're welcome. I always enjoy it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.